You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Well, this is Thanksgiving Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Amen. Today is when we load up on food. Let's remember. Let's remember the food bank. Let's remember that there are people that is not going to have as much as you and I are going to have to eat today. Orson Welles once said, my doctor has advised me to keep those intimate little dinners for four, to give up, rather, to give up those intimate little dinners for four. Unless, of course, there are three other people eating with you. I'm going to read from uh, Psalm 107, verses 1 to 21. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor, They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut their bars, bars of iron in sunder, in two. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquity, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them. Out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. 
Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifice of, of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Heavenly Father, bless your word to our hearts today. In Jesus' name. Have you ever heard, ever had someone do something for you that was really special? And uh, you wanted to express thanksgiving. You wanted to express your gratitude to them. And yet the only thing that you could say was thank you. And that seemed so inadequate. Even as you said it, you felt inadequate you real, to really express your gratitude. I think most of us feel that way when we think of all that God has done for us. We would like to express our gratitude, but we struggle with knowing how to do it. Thanksgiving should be a, a way of life for every child of God. Not just once a year, but a daily expression of gratitude to him. We do it in many different ways. In fact, when we sit at our tables, we thank him for our food. When we have our devotional times together, we thank him for our family, we thank him for our church family, we thank him for the privilege of living in Canada. There's so many things to thank him for. The Bible has much to say about being grateful and offering thanksgiving to the Lord. And we have so much to be thankful for today. God's blessings are more than we can number the old hymn that we used to sing one time, the hymn writer put it this way, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Psalm 107 is an awesome testimony of God's goodness, his mercy and his grace to those who put their trust in him. We have many good reasons to give thanks. He is good. His mercy endures forever. It's just not a one-time deal. God is not just merciful to you today, and that's it. That's your, that's your kick at the can, so to speak. Every day, his mercies are the same. Every day, his grace is the same. What have I got done here? This is not the sound man's fault, this is mine. When you get old, your ears are supposed to get bigger, but mine seem to stay the same. My heart haven't acknowledged to my body that I'm getting old. And so the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell of his goodness. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you're born again, you have a testimony. 
Everyone that has accepted Christ into your heart, there's been a change that has taken place. If there hasn't been a change, you need to get on your knees again. You need to close your eyes and you need to talk to God and ask them to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, and he'll do it. And when you know in your knower that you're forgiven, man, that changes your life. Even when we turn away from serving him, as it was recorded here, he answers when we call. God chose the children of Israel, Abraham's seed, to show himself to the whole world through them. And we look at that, that group of people and we see God blessing them over and over and over again and see them turn their back on God over and over and over again. And every time they got into such trouble that they realized only God can help me, they called out to him. And he heard their cry and delivered them from their distresses. And God is no... One who he's not one who favors people. He no, has no respect of persons. He treats us all alike. What he did for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and their seed, he'll do for you and I today. Amen? They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's the God we serve. You haven't gone so deep in sin. You haven't strayed so far from the master that he will not open up his arms for you. You see, if you are not as close to God as you used to be, no, he hasn't moved. He's always where he will be. Standing and say, come on to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Trust in the Lord. And so, we have the blessing of salvation to be thankful for today. I'm thankful that I'm born again. I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that I'm forgiven. Are you? I said, are you? Yes. Amen. Ephesians 2, eight, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. God's grace. We sing about it. God's amazing grace. We sing that song at funerals for saints and sinners alike. God's amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. And that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We haven't got enough money combined to pay for one salvation. There's not enough money in the whole wide world 
to pay for one soul. Jesus paid it all. The one and only sacrifice has been made for sin. And everyone must come the same way. Kings and paupers must bow before the Lord. Agree with the word of God that says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when you do that, you can be born again. Washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Justified. Just as if you had never sinned. You could come into this place today a murderer and go out a saint. When you're caught, you're going to have to pay the, the penalty, whatever the penalty in Canada is for doing that crime. But Jesus Christ cleanses all sin by his blood. You and I, as natural, mortal beings, cannot grasp that. There are certain types that we say, oh, no, no. You cannot be a part of us. The word of God says that he loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Being a part of God's family is something to be thankful for. 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children." Of God. Sometimes we find that hard to believe. I am a child of God. I am a son of God. You are a daughter of God. It's true. The blessing of God's provision is something else to be thankful for. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall provide all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All your needs. We thank him for physical, material, and spiritual blessings. We thank him for health and healing. I like to think that I'm walking in divine health. What can you believe God for? If you can believe, the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. I'm believing for God's health. I'd like to think that one day God is going to say the time is up and that's it. And I'll probably be standing preaching to you guys and down I go. <laughs> and up my soul goes to be with him. Amen. Don't cry for me. What is it? Our, what was that song? <laughs> Argentina, yeah. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm gone to a better place. Food, shelter, clothing, employment, living in a great province. 
living in the great country. These are things to be thankful for. God's provision is something else. It's wonderful. The blessings of personal answers to prayer. And this can cover, you know, so much. It can range from finding something, a lost item, like a ring, or your car keys. Or it can be the means of the saving of a lost soul. A son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, a mother, a father coming to Jesus Christ. It's awesome. So much to be thankful for. And for every situation in life, we can find something to thank God for. How can we adequately thank God for his faithfulness to us? How can we do that? We can express thanksgiving in prayer. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I like that because, you know, I, you know, as, as children, we are taught to say please and thank you, right? And, uh, you know, usually you got it in, in the order that, May I have this, and, the, and, and someone will give it to you, mom or dad or whatever, will give it to you. And then when they give it to you, what do you say? You say, thank you. But in the word of God, it tells us to pray with thanksgiving. While you're praying, you're saying, thank you, Lord, because you believe that what you ask for, you will receive, if it's according to the word of God. Amen. Continue, First uh, Colossians 4.2 says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. You thank God because you're so sure that he's going to answer your prayer. And I, I have to interject here. How many know that no is just as good, just as much an answer as yes? And sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says wait. And we need to be willing to say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. We think we have it all figured out. When Janelle's dad came to me the week, uh, the Sunday before he was leaving to go back to Newfoundland and told me about the news, I told him I would be praying for him every day, and we did. We prayed faithfully until we heard the news that he had gone home with the Lord. We stand upon the word of God, but there are things that we, although we think we've got it all figured out, good people die which in, in our estimation, they die before their time. Compared to me, he was a kid. 
We don't understand that. But God's got a plan, folks, and we've got to be willing to leave that in God's hands. I have never struggled with trying to explain to someone why God took so-and-so at a certain time. I leave that in God's hands. Why did he allow this? Why did he allow that? I don't know. But I do know the word of God, and I'll stand upon the word of God, and I'll preach it. If every one of you come with a serious disease and I pray for you and you drop like flies as I'm praying, I'm still going to believe it. Someone will get healed. Someone will believe. And someone will receive the blessing. An old pastor was assigned to a church that was in dire financial straits. He held a meeting with the leadership to get an indication of the hearts of the congregation that was left. One by one, they expressed the hopelessness that they felt. We've tried everything, they said, to keep it going. We tried strawberry festival, an oyster supper, a pancake breakfast, a turkey dinner, and finally, a community barbecue. And they waited in silence for the old pastor to speak. And finally, he began to speak. And he said, friends, you have all found what doesn't work. Now let's try something that I know that do work. Let's try prayer. And this is the Lord's work that we're doing here in Cold Lake. God's church and God answers prayer. And the Bible is filled with exhortations for prayer and thanksgiving. And by the way, I thank you so much for those of you that are coming to help us pray. The prayer room is getting bigger and bigger. And we want to thank God for that. But it's got to get bigger yet. We've got to be realize how important it is for God's people to come together in corporate prayer and believe God for a miracle for our community. It's not good enough that we're comfortably seated here today. We should be so packed that we're sweating, that the, uh, that the air conditioning is running, running overloaded because there's so many people packed in here and nobody tell the fire department. Someone said more things are accomplished by prayer than, than we can ever imagine. Because you see, when we begin to pray as a corporate body of believers, this is what happens. We are showing thanksgiving to God. We are showing him that we need him, that we appreciate his offer to help us in our time of need. And that's when the exceeding abundant above all that we could ask or think, as it is spoken of in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, kicks in. God is able to do it, but are we willing to pay the price to get it? We can express thanksgiving in praise and worship as well. The Bible is full of examples of the exhortations to verbally give thanksgiving. 
which can be used in private prayer or public worship. Let me give you a few from Psalms. Psalm 69:30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Psalm 92, verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks to God, to the Lord, and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Psalm 95, verse 2. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and let us shout joyfully to him with songs. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Psalm 147, verse 7. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise on the harp to our God. The beautiful thing about showing thanks is, is this way is that you get to experience God's response to your thankfulness. Because the Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Sometimes we sing about his presence when we talk about his presence. There's nothing can, get, can draw the presence of God into our lives. Now, Jesus is here. Holy Spirit is here amongst us. But he can be here and you and I can ignore him. Nothing can draw us close like drawing near to God. It is something that to be done on our part. We enter in into worship. We, we, we shut out the things of the world and the cares of life and we focus on Jesus Christ in, in their times when we come together so that his presence is known and felt in our lives. The fact is that when we invite the presence of God in thanksgiving to praise and worship, his presence fills the temple. It fills, not only fills the room, but it fills the temple of the Holy Ghost, which the Bible says is you and me. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible tells us. Amen? The Holy Spirit dwells in you. And then when we do that, we can find ourselves in a situation that Isaiah found himself. The Bible says that when Isaiah said, when, 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 when the king died, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And he said, woe is me, for I am undone. Isaiah 6, 5, he said, I am done because I am done, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell Amidst the people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. In the presence of a holy God, we see our wretchedness and our unholiness. 
We not only see it, but we acknowledge it and we repent. It is in times when we come into the church, into the building, and we begin to worship together and we allow the Spirit of God to fill our hearts. And we begin to sing from the depths of our soul. We begin to praise from the depths of our soul. We begin to show, flow, throw caution to the wind and just raise our hands and worship him. The presence of God fills our life. We acknowledge, Lord, I am not the man that I could be. I'm not the woman I could be. I could do better than this. When I say better, I'm not talking about being more free from sin. You, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. But we allow ourselves to get mixed up in so much muck We watch movies that we should never, ever entertain. We entertain conversations and gossips and spread it that we should never do. And we take the offenses of others that we don't really know the whole story. And we allow our hearts to become hardened. And we take stands we should never take. We listen to the ungodly. And form opinions that a Christian should never take. And then we come into church. And we wonder why it is that I'm not sensing the power and the presence of God that other people are saying they experience. Folks, when you get into the presence of the Lord and you begin to realize that there's things in my life that need to change, you need to say, whisper in your spirit. You don't have to blab it out so everybody in the building can hear you, but whisper in your spirit to God, Lord, this is something that I've just realized that's in my life that needs to be dealt with. Help me, Lord. Because I want as much of your power and your presence that I'm capable of receiving. See what God will do for you. In the presence of a holy God, we see our wretchedness, we see our unholiness. We not only see and acknowledge it, but we repent of it. And God will do the cleansing. Never under underestimate the power of praise and worship when you come into the presence of the Lord with thanksgiving in your heart. As in Isaiah's case, so it will be with us. We will be willing to answer the call 
after the, the seraphim came unto me, he said in verse 6 and 7, one of the seraphim came unto me having a live coal in his hand, which had been taken from the tongs of the altar. And he laid it on my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. That's prophetic, a prophetic statement. But what it will do, it will change your heart, it will change your mind, it will change your attitude. And you, like Isaiah, will say, he said, I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Who will send? Who shall I send? And who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I. Send me. I did that some 35 years ago, I guess. I was 40 years of age. No intention that morning of ever going to be, be a pastor. I ran to the altar, knelt like an altar about this size here. And I said, Lord, whatever you want from me, I'll do it. You see, in that morning service, out of all the other service I had attended, I was a, I was a pretty constant church attender all my life. This service... At 40 years of age, not knowing even when I left the seat what was going to happen, but when I got there, the only thing that could come out of my mouth was, Lord, whatever you want from me, I'll do it. And the words came into my mind, into my spirit, Bible college, I didn't question it anymore. I said, yes, Lord, I'll do it. And that was the beginning of my pastoral ministry. Did four years of Bible college and been a pastor ever since. And that's why every service I, I attend, every morning I come into this church, I think maybe there's going to be someone in the congregation that's going to have a God encounter this morning. And God is going to speak to their heart and they're going to be changed. And they're going to be the means of changing many, many more people. For the kingdom of God. Amen. In conclusion, the worship team can come now. We can express our thankfulness in tangible ways. Words in themselves are not enough. Words from the heart will be proven by action. That's how we should feel about God. If we love Jesus, if we are truly thankful, we will not only express it in words but we will express it in action. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. This, condition, this is conditional for his abiding presence in our lives. John 14, verse 16 and 17, he said, I will pray to Father and he will give you another helper. That's the comforter that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And that's what makes the difference, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. If we want to show God how thankful we really are, then we will do our part 
in the Great Commission. This covers a large area of service in corporate worship, small groups, prayer gatherings. Hebrews 10 verses 23 to 26 says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Encouraging one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Not forsaking, first of all, not forsaking the assemblies of yourself together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no, no longer remains any, a sacrifice for sin. In other words, there's no other sacrifice. Jesus is the one and only sacrifice. You either believe him and follow him and obey him, or you've got nothing. You might have religion, but religion will never save you. Amen? You've got to have relationship, relationship with God and Jesus Christ. Giving of our time and our talent and our things in the church and in the community is a showing of thanksgiving. Not one or the other, but both. We could go on and on, but I, I think you see the picture this morning. Let's stand right now and give verbal thanks to the Lord. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I've asked our worship team today to lead us in a couple of short choruses. Jesus, I just want to thank you, and God is so good. And I want us to sing those songs with thankfulness in our heart today. Not for anyone else, but for Jesus. Just for Jesus. To say, Lord, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you for what you're going to do. Amen? God is doing some awesome things, folks. It's so easy sometimes to forget it. We're so busy. We're doing so many things. And we forget how good God is. Amen? So let's worship him for a little while. Just close yourself in with God, just as if there's nobody, just you and Jesus in the building. How about that? Close your eyes. If you're comfortable lifting your hands, do that. If you're not, that's okay. Just worship him in the way that you feel comfortable in saying thank you to Jesus today. Amen? Hallelujah. And if you don't know the Lord as your Savior this morning, folks, anyone, if you don't know the Lord, you just come up. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to talk with you. Probably give you a little bit of literature, give you a Bible, help you in your walk with God. Amen? Praise the Lord. And if you have other needs that you want, we believe in prayer around here and we'll pray with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. 
Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.